0: But we are gonna continue on our life plan series that we started last week. And I wanna start off by just getting you to think about a word, and it's the word discipline. The word discipline. Now, I wanna ask you, how many of you does that word kinda give a little bit of a negative feeling in your heart? Anyone, any negatives? Okay, some of the kids, yeah, they're like going, yeah, looking at their parents going, yeah, for sure. Uh, How many of you does it give a positive feeling? How many of you just have no feelings about it whatsoever? Okay, good, I appreciate that too. Even the dictionary itself like covers a lot of ground in this word. It talks about training, teaching, instruction. That seems a little bit more positive, right? But then it also goes into authority, rule, strictness, and firm hand. That's a little negative in my heart. So this word covers a lot of ground. Well, well, today we're going to consider discipline. And if you just think about the term life plan, it probably gives you the idea of how discipline for sure works in with a life plan. I mean, we're going to be planning things out. We're going to be spending the next few weeks thinking through different issues and how we might actually move in these areas and grow in these areas. But I wanted to find discipline for you today. And it's by Dallas Willard. And this this definition just had such a huge impact on me about 10 years ago. He says, a discipline is any activity within our power that we engage in to enable us to do what we cannot do by direct effort. So let me give you an example. I was a baseball player, semi. So let's say I wanted in high school to like, I wanna hit 350, but I only hit 250. I can't wake up one day and say, I'm gonna 350 hitter now, right? Discipline are the things you can engage in the habits and the swinging and the exercising and the working that I can do in order to potentially attain something that I just can't wake up and attain. Does that make sense? So we all probably have areas in our lives where we saw discipline be a key to achieving something. Or maybe the lack of di- discipline is why you didn't achieve it, right? Probably in health areas, school, work, relationships, sports. So many different areas that we find discipline to be important. And I want us to really think about that because today, in this week two of the Life Plan series, we want to talk about growing in faith. We want to talk about growing in faith. And growing in our faith takes discipline. Takes discipline. Now, the word faith sometimes can get us, you know, kind of throw us off a little. I just want to replace that word and just talk about this idea of faith means trusting. It means trusting. It means trusting in God. It means trusting in what we're taught about God and how he might impact our lives and the way that we live our lives. So it's about trusting. Now, but but how we trust God, maybe a lot of us think differently on that as well. I want to give a couple of different ways that we can look at it, and just kind of give you my way since I'm teaching today. This is kind of how you get to look at it, right? So I want you to look at this chessboard here, and this chessboard for some of us you know, this chessboard is, is life. And the way we think of trusting in God is this idea that like I'm one of these pawns here uh, on this board and God's in control and I need to like let go and let God just direct everything around and make it happen the way he wants to. Have you ever have you heard of the term let go and let God? Have you, have you ever had anyone tell you that when you're going through a tough time? Oh man, I'm going through it. Like, I'll oh, just let go and let God. And you just kind of go, I have no idea what you mean by that. Or or the song that came out a few years ago, like, let Jesus take the wheel. I just wanna encourage you, if you're on the freeway, don't like obey that song, right? So that's another one, man, just let him take the wheel. And so that's sometimes the way we look at trust. But I just want us to think about it a little bit differently. See, I want us to look at this chessboard as our focus on life and we're making decisions and we're treating people and handling situations and doing things and acting in ways that do affect our lives. And not just our lives, but it affects the lives of those around us. It affects circumstances that we might find ourselves in. And so when I look at the chessboard, I'm looking at moves that I want to make that are going to affect my life now and other people's lives now and tomorrow and forevermore. And now what does trust mean to me then? If I grow in my faith, what does that mean? To me, it means that I'm growing in my trust that I have a chess master that's not just walking beside me, but actually lives within me, that wants to give me wisdom, wants to help me see this chessboard in a different way, wants to empower me by the power of the Spirit, so I will make moves. That would make sense. I, I played chess with my buddy once and he did that like beat me in three moves thing deal. I don't know. I never played chess again. It was my only time. I'm like, oh, yeah, move that one. He's all, uh checkmate. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, if I had like the best chess player in the world on my shoulder and he said, da 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 And I went like, yeah, okay. You know, and helps me. So it's God empowering us to see things differently and helping us to pr- j- just shift our perspective in this game of life, right? I hate to call life a game, but doesn't it sometimes feel that way? It feels like this game that we're in. Look at Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. Uh, Can you see that kind of picture of the chessboard as I painted it kind of in there? It's about as I approach life and I'm making decisions and I'm errating people and I'm, and, I'm, and I'm doing different things, I don't want to trust in my own understanding. I want to trust in God's understanding. And as I trust in God's understanding and I acknowledge Him, He helps me to make my past straight and make decisions that make impacts on my life and the life of those around me. So here's how I kind of want us to look at it. That growing in our faith requires discipline, in order to align our lives with God so that he is leading and guiding us. It takes discipline, so we're aligning our hearts and our minds with God so that he's then leading and he's directing our paths. Because how we see things has such an impact on our lives it probably impacts us more than what we see, right? I mean, how we see it, how we approach things has a profound impact, and and that is deeply rooted in what we put our attention towards, our heart towards, our time towards. That kind of begins to form why we do what we do, how we do what we do, why we see things as important that we do. Now, I understand there's a lot of other factors, Don't get me wrong, I know it's just not all on me, right? I got an upbringing, I got family life, I got my own DNA, right? The chemicals of the way things work that affect my life. And I understand that. But I do believe that in many areas of our lives, we have a choice of what we set our minds on. We have a choice daily to discipline ourselves in different areas that can impact how we see things. Why we do what we do and what we value, and it can empower the choices and decisions that we make as we grow in our faith. But with this growing in a faith, I just want to point out a couple negative things that I've dealt with in my own life over the years. Number one, I did have this growing in faith kind of legalistic mentality for many years. This idea that if I don't grow in my faith, man, God's gonna turn his back on me. He's gonna curse me. He's not gonna take care. And if I was to grow in my faith, then he's gonna make all my wildest dreams come true and I'm gonna make him happy and he's gonna bless me. And I gotta tell you, it just created so much guilt and shame in my life as I felt like I just continuously failed in growing in my faith as much as I could. Anyone ever experienced that? I had that in my life and it was, it was pretty deep wasn't healthy for me but but then I did shift to the other side of it right I did shift as I did start getting my act together to a lot of ego boost in my following Jesus and that idea of like growing in my faith man I became the dude that read more than most prayed more than most knew more than most and served more than most and I was better than most people I was one of God's chosen few and that was just as negative in my life if not more it really fed into my pride and fed, in, fed into my ego. And we got to watch out for that too, you know, that I know it, you don't, I've got it because boom, 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 and you're out there and I'm in here. So just growing in our faith is not about earning anything from God and it's not about becoming greater in our own eyes. Th- this is how I want us to look at it, that the goal of growing in our faith is to see the love of God more clearly and better express that love to others. Th- that's become kind of like this litmus test for me There's a lot of different ways of saying what is growing in your faith. To me, it's like am I growing each day and understanding and resting in the experience that I'm loved by God, that he's with us, he'll never leave us or forsake us, that he's right here, and that he's empowering me to love others. Man, that's the litmus test now by whether I'm personally like growing or not growing. In 1 Timothy 1.5, as as Paul is teaching Timothy like to instruct his followers and, and those in the church, he says the goal of this command is love. It's love, which comes from this pure heart that God gives us, this good conscience that the power of the Spirit cleans up the way we think, helps us to see and be good, know we're good with God, and this sincere faith, and it results in love. And so that's what I want us to think about. So I want to start by asking a question. And here's my question I want you to consider. What would it look like if you grew in your faith? Based on what we're looking at, this idea of trusting on love by God and being empowered to love others, what might it look like in your life if you were to grow in your faith? In your life plan book, or if you want to put it on your phone, I put my notes on my phone, I've had four services of thinking of new things that I need to work on, you know, and going like, yeah, maybe this. Uh, under this, you have a bucket list. In this bucket list is where I want you to think through what do it would look like if you grew in trusting your love by God and empowered to love others, what might be some areas that would be impacted? What might things might change, maybe in your relationships or how you focus on work or school or how you spend your money or I don't know, how you spend your free time, whatever it might be. And so we're gonna take just a couple minutes and really in this couple minutes, I want you to sit down and write or put notes on your phone, really think through How might this impact you? And if you're watching online right now, we're just gonna go ahead and press pause and take a couple minutes and think through this as well. How might your life be impacted if you were to really grow in your faith? So start thinking through that and write some things down. I hope you found that exercise to be valuable to you. I, I know I didn't really think about it a whole bunch until I started writing things down and kind of getting a vision of different areas in my life where if I was to grow in my faith, it might impact me. So I hope you continue to think through those things and, and write those things down. I want to end our time this morning by, by basically looking at three different areas. I believe that are God-given disciplines that are essential for us to grow in our faith. And for me, without a doubt, these three things are are foundational over the years. And I think you'll find those things too. None of them are gonna be like stuff you haven't thought about, but we're gonna talk about how God gave us the Bible, how God gave us prayer, and how God gave us each other. And I think if you were to think about your own life, and your own spiritual life. And when you were growing, I bet you that the Bible had something to do with it, prayer had something to do with it, and relationships had something to do with it. I mean, those are key ingredients to how we grow. And so let's start off with the Bible. And, and, and there's a lot of different ways in each of these areas to look at things. I'm just gonna kind of narrow them down to a certain direction that might just help us to think through it, maybe in a different way for some of us. But the first thing when we think about the Bible is that the Bible reveals the loving heart of God through Christ and teaches us how to know it and live it. Man, to know that we are loved by God through the Bible, through Christ and his life, death, and resurrection. Man, that's the foundation of our faith, that we are loved by God. I mean, that's the, the pinnacle of the scriptures. I mean, it seems like for so many years, they begin to lose that understanding. They, so they're wrestling with God and their understanding of that, going back and forth with many, many failures. And Jesus comes on the scene and says things like, man, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father, that he's the representation of God. He is the image of God. He is who God looks like. And so he wants us to see that. And know that it's the ultimate message of the Bible and it's the foundation of our faith, of our hope, and of our lives. That God so loved the world that he gave his son. Now now I want to encourage us on this. As we think about our time we put in the Bible and studying the Bible, that our faith is not in the Bible. It's not about that we need to grow in our faith in this book Because the reality is our faith is in who the Bible reveals to us. Our faith is in God. Our faith is in Jesus Christ. It's not in a book. It's in who the book reveals. Does that make sense? So when we're reading the Bible and we're studying, it's about coming to know God. It's about coming to put our faith and trust in God more, not necessarily in a book. And Jesus talked about that. In John chapter 5, he challenged these Pharisees and these Sadducees, religious leaders, these people that had the scriptures on lockdown, right? I mean, they had memorized the scriptures. They knew the scriptures. They held on to the scriptures. They focused on the scriptures. And Jesus said, you diligently study the scriptures because you think by them you possess eternal life. Well, these are the scriptures that testify about me, yet you refuse to come to me and have life. See, our life is not in a book. Our life is in God. It's in God. It's in Jesus Christ revealing the love and the beauty of God to us. And so when we get into the Bible, I just want you to know, it's not just about growing in Bible knowledge when we think about growing in our faith. It's not just about knowing more and understanding more. Because if I grow in knowing more, but I don't grow in love and experiencing life in and through you know how I'm living it, that knowledge can be useless. Bible actually talks about that. Check out first Corinthians eight one. He says knowledge puffs up, but love builds up. In other portions in Corinthians, he says, man, you get of all the knowledge in the world, but if you have not love, it's useless. It's a clanging symbol. So when you think about approaching the scriptures, you think about growing in your faith, in your trust. It's about just the Bible helping us to have a clearer picture of the love of God through Christ and learning how to love others. That's a key to growing in our faith. I love, I love Proverbs chapter six verse twenty three. Just how these these kind of verses put it for for these commands are a lamp. These this teaching is a light. It, it's. It's a lamp to this life, of this, this chess board, right? It helps us to see more clearly. You know, I, I hear people that, again, I really don't play chess. Uh, I hear people that play it, what are they moving? They're, they're seeing three, four, five moves ahead. They see this whole different thing where I'm just going like, what's this do again? Okay, good, I'll go there, you know? And, and that's kind of how I play. Man, the Bible helps to open up. It's a light. It's a lamp. And the corrections of discipline are the way of life. So I want to encourage you, if you don't have the habit of opening up the Bible, you should start. You should just start learning of God's love and just seeing this big picture. Man, there's some just crazy things in there, you know. And just ask the question, why why is this in there? Like, what's the point of of you watching people wrestling with their understanding of God, failing and standing again, and then Jesus coming on the scene and revealing the love and the heart of God and the reality he wants to empower us in and through his kingdom now and forevermore. It's a beautiful, beautiful book. So powerful. Start somewhere just read habits are so important to form if you're anything like me it takes like three months to form a habit and like one day to lose it and you guys experience that you know why can't it be opposite how cool would that be one day I gained a habit it takes me forever to lose it it's opposite of that maybe you used to read more than you have man find something you might ask me where do I start I don't care just open it up and begin And just daily set your heart, don't get too caught up and I gotta gain all this knowledge and figure everything out. Just let God do what God does as he's inspired it and breathes life into you through it. You might just find it making a huge impact on your life. And, and, and through that, if you, if you begin on that journey of, of disciplining yourself, yourself in reading, the second one I think becomes really valuable, and it's prayer. But I want to narrow in a certain side of prayer that I think is important. Prayers of thanksgiving aligns our hearts with the love of God and empowers us to love others. I want to encourage you on prayers of thanksgiving of learning to be able to set our heart on God and to become thankful and grateful and to spend time focusing our hearts and minds to that. Man, I am going to tell you that nothing has transformed my life more than when I've aligned tr- my heart with God through gratitude and thanksgiving. Nothing, that, that, that has changed my life. Now I understand, I understand that I have this bent towards optimism. It, it, it irritates some people, I get it. You know, my family members, gosh, Steve, stop it. You know, it's not that good. You know, whatever. Okay, I know. I should be more bummed. I get it. But it's kind of a natural tendency I have. But I want to tell you, it wasn't natural for my whole life. When it comes to like family situations and the, my family and just the destruction of my family and the hurts and the pains and the loss, it wasn't always that way. I mean, there was times where it could have been very easy to become bitter, frustrated, angry. And spending time in prayer, giving thanks for his love and faithfulness, has empowered me to see life differently, and to focus on love, receiving it from God and showing it to others. It has changed my life, and that's why I want to just encourage us to focus on that as well. I love First Thessalonians 5:16 through 18. It's, it's just been such a powerful verse in my life. "Be joyful." Always pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. So man, I've always wondered, what's God's will for me? What's God's will for me? Okay, I have become convinced that finding joy, giving thanks, and that that comes through continual prayer and focusing my heart on the goodness of God and his love and mercy and the power of that in my life can radically change my life. And when I feel stuck, When I feel stuck in life or circumstances or relationships, I could tell you hands down that focusing on gratitude and thanksgiving will lift me up. And that's the focus that I hope that we have. I mean, in prayer, prayer is such an interesting thing. For for so many years, prayer to me was just coming to God and just dumping just the junk of my life and the world on him. And I think he wants us to do that, right? Cast all your cares upon him. I get that, no doubt about it. But man, that was like it. It was just like oh, and this and this and this and this and this. Oh, and that dude, three houses down, you know, the one with the Toyota, you know? That guy, blow him up, it would make things a lot easier in my life, you know? And then God, if you could take care of that situation, let me just tell you how to make this board a lot easier for me, you know? And then I'd get up, get up out my knee and be like, oh, well, I sure hope he listened to me and I sure hope he takes care of all these problems. And that just began just a, a moment, kind of like bitterness and, and angst and where are you? What are you doing? And what changed my life most is when I began to realize that as I sought thanksgiving and gratitude, all of a sudden I was able to approach these things totally different with this joy in my heart that made an impact in my life and in the life of those around me. I love Philippians 4, uh, verse 6 and 7. Do not be anxious about anything but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving. Present your request to God. So yeah, I want to I lay my request, but I want to do it with thanksgiving. I want to wait until I find myself grateful and thankful for right where I'm at. Then I'll lay my request, right? And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Man, I want to tell you, when the peace of God begins to guard your heart and mind through thanksgiving and through gratitude, it begins to be very difficult for circumstances, situations, and people to penetrate that. And that is a beautiful way to live, a matter of fact, people and circumstances are no longer these obstacles to get around and endure. Do you ever feel that way, you know? It's like life and people and situations. I just, man, they're just these, like, how do I not, how do I just endure them? How do I get around them? I, God's will must be for all this to change. When the reality is, it's through gratitude and thankfulness. What changes is me, how I approach these things, and I begin to see beauty in so many more things And even in the obstacles become beautiful, just growth situations and and so many different things where I begin to understand and see the love of God. And a matter of fact, this brings up the third one. After, after reading the Bible and understanding the Bible just reveals God to us and helps us to see how we might live into this life fully and then having this hearts of uh, thankful prayer and gratitude and focusing on that more and more each day, the third thing is this, is that living life with others is where we can experience the presence of God. Living life with others is where we can experience the presence of God, Uh, whether it be in the love and the grace that I receive from from someone, or maybe even more importantly, as I've learned to show love and grace and acceptance to others. I mean, that has become, without a doubt, the place where I experience in practical, real-life time the hand and the love and the power of God in and through my life. Look at 1 John 4, 7 and, and put away just anything else we might be thinking like biblically or theological or whatever. Just let this verse just kind of sit. Dear friends, let us love one another for love comes from God and everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Man, the idea of like when I love someone else, I mean, I cannot, I don't, I, I, don't, I don't believe I can experience God fully without being in relationship where I'm learning to love and to forgive and be loved and forgiven and accept and care and, and think about things in a bigger picture. I mean, that's where it comes out. I mean, I can study the Bible inside and out. I can spend hours and hours in prayer and still not fully experience God if I'm not living it out by learning to love one another as he has loved me. And in so many ways, all that knowledge, all that prayer can in some ways almost be useless. It's just a duty I'm doing. But when it becomes something that's leading me to that, and I begin to identify that growing in my trust is about trusting that God through his word, through prayer, and through relationships is going to continue to move his kingdom forward in and through us as people. That's a pretty beautiful picture. That's every day, man. Whatever used to be an obstacle now becomes this opportunity for God to show me something and for me through his power to show it to someone else. And that's really what it's all about, right? It's about trusting that we're loved by God and experiencing it as we express it to others. So I want to ask you, like, what area, what area in these three disciplines, very normal Christian disciplines, spiritual disciplines of of being in the Bible and allowing it to open our hearts up to the love of God and empower us to love others? Or just thanksgiving, prayerful, prayerful thankfulness and gratitude, right, that aligns my heart with God and begins to help me to see things differently? A grateful heart is so powerful and the love that God has for us should be that foundation of that gratitude. Or maybe it's just community and then you run from people and you're running from people and it's time maybe to begin running to them instead of from them and realize as you work things out, you begin to see and experience God in and through your life. What area, what area do you think is a, is a place that you wanna step into a little bit more discipline. Maybe you're not there, so you wanna you know, you step a little further. So on the bottom of the page, it has a decide now. And we're gonna spend another two minutes just kinda of looking at that and writing. in What is it? What area are you're saying, I'm gonna put time into this, and maybe even this is gonna look like that, but I have one more step. You see the talk about it side right there? You see talk about it? You're then gonna put it, one or two names in there of people that you wanna talk about this with. Because I have found something Like if I commit to a discipline, and I don't tell anyone, I just don't do it the next day. Anyone like that? I mean, talking to people is key for me, right? To go like, okay, this is where I wanna keep you. Would you help me? Can you help me or Can we talk about this? That has been huge for me. That's been huge for me. I have a buddy at church about five years ago, I lost like 30 pounds, 35 pounds. And he became a dude I talked to every day. I want to eat this. Don't eat that. Okay, I won't eat that. It's like we talked almost every day in some way or another. It just became So in that, my spiritual life, we need to do that too. So think about this. Next couple minutes, write down what you're going to decide, which area you're going to move towards, either the Bible, the thankfulness and prayer community, and then who are you going to tell about that, and then we'll close up together. Well, I hope you find today to be helpful. I just wanna encourage you to keep thinking through these things. And I do wanna invite you to one thing. On July 11th, we are starting a summer study for both men and women. It's on a Thursday night, it's just for five weeks. And so we're just going to be focusing on the teachings of Jesus. We're actually going to be applying all three of these areas. We're going to be kind of looking at this study about Jesus. We're going to be praying together and we're going to be doing this in community. It's just going to be about an hour together and I'm hoping it's going to be, my wife and I are going to be there. Monica Hargis is going to be helping out and it's going to be an awesome. So it starts July 11th. You can find everything at rancho.tv events as well as Laura Lynn will be out in the hallway there if you want to ask any questions. So man, I hope that might be a big and a good step for some of you in this journey of disciplining towards growing in your faith. So let's pray together. Father, I just thank you so much for your love for us. I thank you that you've given us the, the Bible. You've given us this, uh, this reality that we can pray and seek you with thanksgiving and gratitude, and you've given us each other. And it's in those three areas that our faith can grow, our trust controls, can grow as we learn about you, as we seek you, and as we love others. May you just give us a vision. A vision of our lives growing in our faith and our trust and what that might mean. And may you give us the strength to walk in that. For your glory and honor, in Jesus' name, amen.